Hi, and welcome to Half the Fun Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, and I'm also joined by my occasional co-host, Allison. Hello, hello. Uh, and you have found a fun time capsule for our baby son. Um, each episode, I sit down and chat with a special guest about friendships, pop culture, and parenting. I'm not always 100% sure where the show is headed, but uh, getting there should be half, half the, the fun. fun. Oh, that's cute. That's the first oh, time we that's done the first that. time we did that. <laughs> um, so yeah, so um, this episode we're joined with a very special uh, Peps friend, uh, Lindsay. Lindsay, hello. Hello. Happy to be here. Yeah. So um, Peps stands for... Program for Early Parenting Support. Thank you. Which is a Seattle nonprofit that is specifically for parent, first-time parents-to-be, and it basically matches you up with other parents in your neighborhood-ish who have babies of similar ages, um, which is something that we didn't really know about um, for a while. Uh, Lindsay, I'm curious about your thought process about how did you hear about PEPS, why did you choose to join it, and what were your expectations for it? Yeah, I don't know when I first found out about it, probably a while ago. I think I'd kind of like, it was one of those things just floating around you hear about, right? And then our next door neighbors, um, when we moved in, they had a 10 month old and they um, made really good friends through their peps group and they had told us about it, you know, when we were hanging out. And so then when we were pregnant, um, I remembered and just we looked into it and I was excited to connect with um, other families in our neighborhood ish like you said <laughs> and, and and but the reasoning really is because I grew up um, with a play group is what we call it um, that was similar and it wasn't organized the way peps is organized now but my mom um, met three other families through the Capitol Hill Babysitters Co-op here in Seattle. Oh, wow. <laughs> Back wow, in the day. Were, when you were a baby? When my brother was a baby, and he's three years older. Wow. And so, yeah, and started, like, a babysitter's exchange. It was kind of a deal. De- de- it, was, it was just a really loose gathering of, like, um, parents, and you could exchange contact information and then, you know, exchange times to babysit, right? Mm-hmm. Or share babysitters or whatever so they started doing like a weekly or a monthly like they would all watch this and this is crazy you guys <laughs> they would all watch all four babies no all four at once yeah and then the other moms would be able to have that free three hours or something and it was just like for a morning or something okay wow i cannot imagine which is intense and i think they all met when they the kids were all around one so it wasn't when they were newborns like uh-huh. when we met gotcha but i think they were around like one or two and they were all the same age so um my brother graham and then anyways i won't go into it so four families and they are we're all still really good friends so i grew up with these kids um yeah are you so still was, friends with yeah. any of them totally and they are you know they're like family they're like my cousins so these kids and we still all get together usually either around the holidays or last summer we had a big basically family reunion playgroup reunion up on Lopez Island at my parents place and you know there were like I don't know 20 no like 20 something of us now with all the little kids because everyone has little kids um so I, I, I want that, you know, so I want that by my- that story that one, I kind of want to talk to your parents about Capitol Hill <laughs> so many years ago. Right. And I had a childhood where I was moving or just didn't keep in touch with people over the years. So I, I never had these long friendships of people when they were young and I was young together. So what an amazing experience and i hope we can do the same with our peps group yeah true so were you more interested in having that community or were you also interested in commiserating with other parents of newborns (laughs) right because that was a bonus i think that was a bonus Uh an unexpected bonus yeah i mean i was i was excited about that and i was really excited about that for mark um Mm -hmm. 
you know, I have a good group of girlfriends that have little ones, um, you know, my high school friends, really. So it's like beyond playgroup, I have a lot of childhood friends that I'm still friends with. But yeah. I really wanted us as a couple to meet other couples that we could connect with um, and, and, and go through this together at the same time, because we don't necessarily have that with our other friends that, you know, we each have. So, um, and it, was a total bonus that I think our group connected like from night one and it was easy, really easy to talk. And just, we had good discussions and learned so much from each other. And we're all going like, you know, there were different approaches and different questions and things I had never thought about. Um, and just was able to just get, feel so supported and also feel, um, good about, you know, being able to be a part of that support network for others too. That's true. And um, if you're not familiar with the PEP structure um, for all three or four of our listeners, I started looking at the (laughs) metrics. Um, (laughs) So basically, usually they want you to be about, your baby to be about six to eight weeks old during your, before the first meeting. And you'll have a series of meetings that are hosted um, at each member's house. And typically you're a group of about Eight, eight couples, eight couples, and mm-hmm. eight children. So you have eight children, and then you're also led by a moderator who is a PEPS volunteer who typically has gone through the program before and done some training. So each week you'll meet at someone else's house. You'll do highs and lows. Um, you'll usually have a special topic or theme for that week. Sometimes there's a special guest. Um, that's great. Like it's a pediatrician. Sometimes it's. A pseudo cult member. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Which was exciting. One of the more bizarre meetings. And then, um, yeah. So it uh, and it ran for how long does it run? I think it was. It was 12, 12 weeks. weeks. 12 weeks. Yeah. And it's every week, which kind of is mind-boggling when you think yeah. back on it. But it was. It gives you in those beginning weeks when sometimes you don't even get out of the house very much. It like yeah. gave us like an anchor. <laughs> It was like, we're going to get out and have social interaction (laughs) once, at least once a week. (laughs) I definitely had withdrawal when it ended. I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. I feel a little more isolated. I was like, who wants to meet up for coffee? (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I loved it. And I, it's been so great meeting everyone and just connecting with you guys. And so, you know, the whole group is just. And I was so happy we okay. all clicked because I have a coworker mm-hmm. who went through the PEPS program and she didn't click as well with her. Group. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just felt so sad that she had right. that experience because I like a close sibling, you want that connection and that support. And she just didn't happen to get it. And totally oh i wish we could just wrap you up in our group and give you a different experience (laughs) yeah when i was thinking about how we heard about it i feel like the first time we heard about it was our friend katie who was about nine literally almost nine months exactly ahead of us um was talking about it um beforehand and she's like oh yeah it's or no, was it Katie? I think it, it was, was Katie. Katie. Yeah. And she had a really great experience too. And she kept raving about it and telling us we needed to do it. And we wanted to, but I think we were worried maybe our experience wouldn't be as magical as hers. And yet it was. And, and it was great. Uh, and then I, I don't know if you remember this, Lindsay, but another couple in our group, uh, Alicia and Matt, we actually met them prior to PEPs in a labor class uh, at Swedish where we went in for a few hours and learned about the stages of labor and what to do and why not to freak out. And they sat in front of us and we were chatting with them and we raved about PEPs to them. And we're like, you have to do this. And Alicia and Matt just seemed, eh. I'm like, oh, they're not going to do it. Because they were in our neighborhood. So like, well, maybe we'll meet them again. This will be great. Yeah. And they seemed so unimpressed by the idea. And so when we saw them for the first meeting at PEPs, we're like, we know you. And got excited that they actually had signed up for it. Totally. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, so that was... <laughs> 
our pets. <laughs> that was our, our, our pets, pets adventure. Yeah. Um, uh, I, it feels really strange to be have the luxury of um, talking to you without like holding a baby right now. I, know. <laughs> I feel like that's beautiful. Tell me your meet cute story in terms of like the first time. <laughs> like if this was a romantic comedy, what would be the first scene with you and Mark? Oh, the first scene with me and Mark? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think it would be our first date at Discovery Park. We had a picnic on the beach, but we met. I mean, I could give you, you already know probably how we met, but yeah, we met online through OkCupid. And we both, I think we both had listed on a profile that we had, you know, grew up in Seattle maybe. But then as soon as we met, we met at Whole Foods in Inner Bay. Because, like, you have to meet somewhere that's really public, Public right? and open, right. of course. Yeah. And then the plan was to go to Discovery Park together and, you know, if we hit it off grocery shopping. <laughs> Ooh. So, Ooh, yeah, I know. Did, did you actually grocery shop together? Yeah. Because no, we went, because wow. we were going on a picnic. So we were like, yeah. we'll pick up food and, you know, a bottle of wine, whatever. And then we'll go drive to Discovery Park and then hike down. And, and it was like a beautiful. It would be really awkward if you didn't hit it off and you're checking out in line and you're like, I'm right. just going to take this food home. <laughs> right. so... I'm going to get the really small bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Home <laughs> yeah, this has been great. But um, uh, yeah, no, I mean, we're, you know, conversation was really easy from the get go. Um, and then on the way there, I was like, so you grew up in Seattle. Like what, hey, you know, and like when you meet other Seattleites, like we both grew up here. So it's like, you just ask like, what high school did you go to? Where did you, where mm-hmm. did you really grow up in Seattle? Or were you like somewhere like Edmonds or something? And, um, so he went to high school near me and he grew up literally down the block from one of my best friends and then we just start making these connections right and he's five years older than me so we didn't go to high school together or have exactly the same friends but I knew his sisters and his mom I I, I did not know that yeah and we weren't like really good friends but I definitely knew a couple of his younger sisters um his like his one of his younger sisters knew my brother really, you know, well when they were and his friends when they were younger and his mom and then my really good friend's mom were like best friends. And it just, you know, I mean, it's like two degrees of separation. It just went on and on. So then we had that immediate connection, right? And like similar background grew up and we grew up in the same neighborhood. So we both grew up on Capitol Hill. I was just like, you know, and I feel like it makes them look too. Because yeah. I feel when you first meet an internet date, there's always in the back of your head, mm-hmm. is he a creep? Is he going to turn into my next stalker? Totally. So that's the as... one problem with online dating. It's really yeah. great because you, you meet people you'd never otherwise meet, maybe, but there's like no accountability. So yeah. that's like the whole ghosting thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I was like, well, ooh, no, yeah. This is not the first time we've mentioned ghosting, so I have to make that sound. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but then um, once you know he knows someone you know it's right. like an automatic pass like yeah oh, well, you must not be crazy because you know my friend who knows my brother and right. so on and so forth yeah exactly so like it helped new, to... yeah oh sorry no go ahead i feel I, like it, some of the newer dating apps like when you log in they make you log in with facebook or something so like you can see the connections right away i think so mm-hmm. yeah i mean at this point i feel like an old you know i'm like way too old for these dating apps nowadays <laughs> these kids but so so anyways we um we it was one of those even it was in early july and it was just one of those evenings where it was sunny we were you know discovery park watched the sunset like we were there in the afternoon and just it was one of those afternoons that lasted forever oh. you know in the mm-hmm. sun and it's just like warm and we we're just on the beach and had wine and you know, hike back up and it was still like dusk and it was just this beautiful. So we totally just had like the summer romance, Mm. Um, you know. So so you had fuzzy feelings about him from the start? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think we're still, you know, have this like summer romance going on and, you know, (laughs) then there's like these dark stormy in, in <laughs> little days but. how long have you been together with him now um 
like three and a half years or it'll be four years in July. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Well, let's skip ahead to a little bit to about, um, is it my question? I had a question question? for you, you, Lindsay. Mm -hmm. I was curious. So when in your relationship with Mark and who was it that first said, let's talk about having a kid and what did that conversation look like? Oh, now you're really like diving deep. Of course. It's a podcast. You have to. You want the dirt. (laughs) Uh, So, okay. Um, Yeah. The first conversation. Gosh, it's hard because he's like in the room and he said he was going to go in a different room. (laughs) (laughs) Mark, leave But it's okay. I mean, he was there. So it's not like it's a secret. (laughs) 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 No, we... um, we were, I do actually remember this vividly. So we were up on Lopez Island, staying at my parents' place, and my parents were gone. Like, we usually, they usually go on vacation for like a week and at some point in the summer. And so mm-hmm. the last couple of years, we've gone up and stayed there the week they're gone. And in any case, we went stand up paddleboarding across this channel to Shaw Island, to the state park there. And we were just like, you know, hanging out on the beach and it was a beautiful day. And we, you know, it's like one of those thing, activities you can be where it's like this endless afternoon. You can just talk about everything and anything in life. And I kind of said, you know, like, you know, where are we going? And, you know, I want Did you kids. Say around the bay? <laughs> 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 Lindsay's um, politely laughing. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and I, I think I brought up, I was like, you know, I, you know, I, I want to know that we're going in the same direction and that, you know, that I, I want to have kids at this point soon. And, um, and so I think we just started talking about what that could look like and whether or not we were ready for that. Um, you know, we're not married and, <laughs> um, and we and we talked about we've talked about that and but in marriage isn't as important to me or it wasn't at that point as you know just being in a committed relationship and um, building a life together um, and so that's I think and he you know was like yeah I'm up for that and without sharing too much of his story. Um, you know, he didn't really think that he was going to have kids based on prior experiences with prior relationships. And, um, so I think that he, um, you know, it was the first time he really thought that was a new reality. And so we talked a lot about what that and how that felt. Um, and then I, you know, and then I think that fall we started trying and, um, it took, you know, a while, <laughs> yeah. um, probably, you know, probably almost a year. Well, let's see. No, uh, um, yeah, almost exactly a year later, I found out I was pregnant that following summer, at the end of the summer. So Did, I know I'm diving deep here now. Yeah. Did either one of you during that year process have any doubts ever or share those doubts with each other about whether or not to keep trying or get married uh, or do anything uh-huh. differently? No, I mean, I didn't, not on my mm-hmm. side. I was pretty excited. I mean, definitely, you know, I don't know how, what your experience was getting pregnant, but, um, you know, we didn't, we were just kind of doing things the old fashioned way and mm-hmm. we didn't have to do, you know, any interventions or anything until probably it was after like, you know, nine or 10 months, I was finally like, okay, should we look into anything else? And, and I think that Mark for sure. And from the very beginning said, you know, I totally willing to, would love to do this, would love to, you know, share my life with you this way and have a kid, but I don't want to do fertility treatment. He had been through that before. And he was like, I don't want to go through that again. Um, so I knew that going into it. So that was, you know, a little bit stressful for me because, you know, you don't know if it's, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're going to be able to get pregnant and thankfully 
we didn't have to do a lot of intervention. I, you know, got acupuncture, who knows whether or not that mm-hmm. helps, <laughs> except for, I think it helps generally just with stress. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And can you share the happy day when you found out you were pregnant? Like what, did you have an intuition that you were pregnant or were you just resting <laughs> routinely? So it's funny. So we were coming back from that same like week long trip from uh-huh. my parents staying at my parents' place on Lopez Island. And I remember, so the last day we were on the island was the, there was like an art tour on the island and my parents were there that weekend. And I just remember dragging that day. Like, I just like, I felt like a little, like just sick or just tired and just not myself (laughs) and just like could barely drag myself up the hill to some house just to go see art, whatever. And it just felt like a really long day. And then on the ferry, I got kind of like seasick, which isn't normal. And I wasn't hungover, you know. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like, but that kind of felt like a hangover. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting home and it didn't even occur to me. And then the next day I was like, oh, hmm. You know, mm-hmm. looked at the calendar <laughs> and was like, well, yeah, let's take a, a test. And it was like that next morning we were home and I had the day off from work. I think it was Labor Day. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then, like, kind of came back into bed and that morning and was like, uh, so, <laughs> wow, here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, was, it was uh, exciting. What was, Mark's, what was Mark's reaction to that? He was like, whoa, I didn't even know you were going to take a test, you know? <laughs> so I think I, I just got up that morning. You're supposed to, like, you know, they make it sound like it's all, like, romantic and you're all prepared and you're all sitting together and... Mm-hmm. You know, but it's like, in reality, their instructions are like, make, you know, pee on the stick, the first pee in the morning. And yeah. so that's sometimes like really early or you're half asleep and like not prepared for the news. Yeah, and you, right? you have to pee really bad. And right. So and really bad. And it's like, and oh my God, I got to rip stick. this thing <laughs> open. I'm like half asleep. And you're trying it's, to read the directions. Yeah. And you're like, I got to make sure I do this right. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then you end up peeing all over your hand because you're just like too tired. Well, I, don't know I, think I, pee, I think I pee. I think well, whatever. TMI. I think I peed in a cup. Oh, you're maybe smarter than I. I didn't get too technical. <laughs> um. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So that was exciting, and then it's like shock, right? You're like, whoa, this is like what we've been waiting for and wishing mm-hmm. for, but mm-hmm. whoa, this is actually happening. Is this happening? Yeah. And then it becomes the center of your universe. Like before, you know, your baby isn't even born or even like a little being. It's like the center of your universe and you can't think about anything else. Yeah. It's crazy. From that little smiley face. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but when I took the pregnancy test and it turned positive, there was a moment because in high school with parenthood and pregnancy they always sorry I'm going on a tangent here but they always warn you about teenage pregnancies and not getting pregnant so there was a moment when mm-hmm. it would turn positive that it, it wasn't a moment of fear but it was just like this oh my gosh like this is that moment where it's positive and it's happening yeah <laughs> and, well and, I I thought I it was weirder like weird. to go off birth control. Yeah. Right? I had been on birth control since high school. Yeah, it's just such a mantra to be on birth control and avoid right. pregnancy for your whole life mm-hmm. and then to come off birth control and then suddenly have this positive. It felt like I was doing something yeah. wrong. Like I Yeah. Yeah, that I should feel I know what you mean. Should feel scared, but it was such a joyous moment. <laughs> it was it's exciting and then it's like you don't and then almost it's also also almost anticlimactic yeah (laughs) like I was like okay it's positive what are we supposed to do now (laughs) and then you can't tell other people right right away so it's like what are we supposed to do like go have brunch yeah I guess Did did you tell anybody else besides Mark that day no. no. Yeah, no. We waited, I think, a few more weeks. And then I did pout- tell my parents um, first. We called my parents. And I think at that point, 
I we thought I was probably like six weeks along, so pretty early. And then I think we started telling, excuse me, a couple of close friends, maybe a few weeks after that. Um, I think after the first appointment um, we had, you know, which was probably like eight weeks. Mm-hmm. That's about yeah. That's you know, we told people trying to think about our story. You'll uh, actually hear our story on Friday. Um, yeah. I think I just finished uploading that episode. So sweet. Um, ours. Spoiler alert for that. Like Allison, like showed me her part the pregnancy stick, and <laughs> at, like as a male who doesn't like look at pregnancy sticks, like she was just waving it at me, and I'm like. What what is like? He's like, I don't know what this means. What, this what mean? are you like, trying to was tell it me? Was it one line, two lines? Like I, I don't understand. Like, he obviously hadn't read the box a million times, like I had. <laughs> yes, obviously had not had to take a lot of pregnancy. Wait, time. so you had like the old, like the ones with the two lines? Yeah, yeah, and I thought you would know if it was a plus sign that that meant pregnancy. I yeah, I think everyone... I I went for like the digital like upgrade uh... because I was like I don't think I could handle the ambiguity. <laughs> And it was a pretty faint line, too. So I'm like, it, I, yeah, it wasn't like super what? strong. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought he had watched all those like pregnancy commercials where they're selling you. Right. <laughs> like, I, obviously, he knows. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Everyone doesn't like, pay attention to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It's funny to think of that time. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, the excitement of telling people. It's so much fun. And so what's funny is that. The week before we found out, I one of my really good, my best high school friends also found out she was pregnant. We both knew, oh. we, you know, we were both trying at the same time. Yeah, did you tell um, your family and friends you were trying? Yeah, my friends knew. My parents didn't know, really. I mean, I think they, like, we had alluded to it, but not mm-hmm. had, like, a big conversation or anything. Mm-hmm. Um. I think it was just kind of like, yeah, we're thinking about having kids kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a couple of my close girlfriends knew for sure. Um, and yeah, so she had just found out she was pregnant and told a bunch of us because we were all together and, you know, she couldn't drink and yada, yada. Um, and so I did tell her, I think, pretty early. Mm-hmm. And then we both found out, you know, so then we were both pregnant at the same time. And we... Um, you know, and then we found out we were both having girls and then our due dates at some, at one point was on the same day. Well, <laughs> okay. But double shocker, we have the same birthday. No. What? No, what? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> yeah. So it was, um, so that was really fun to go through pregnancy with her. And then mm-hmm. she ended up having her, um, little girl a month, um, or like two weeks early, and then okay. I had Heidi like a week and a half late. So they're oh, like okay. exactly a month apart. About mm-hmm. yeah, a week and a half late. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I went to forty-one weeks. Wait, was this the friend that didn't do Peps? I'm confused why like she isn't part of our Peps group. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah no she was not interested in doing Peps, and she doesn't live in our neighborhood. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean I don't. She's just not a joiner. I think. She's too I cool love her. Yeah. Well, do you just talk how awesome Pepsi is in front of her? So she has mm. so mm-hmm. many regrets. Okay, good. Well, she's like, don't talk about it because, you know, she tries, we try to ignore the fact that we have friends outside of mm. our like high school group of friends. Like, mm-hmm. what? You have other friends? Oh, mm-hmm. they don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> So I think she, I say like, oh yeah, I got together with my pets group, and she's like, oh, okay, moving on. <laughs> I'm just gonna ignore that there's other cool people in your life, no, right? With, with, no. with babies as well. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think that she appreciated. I would come back and be like, oh my gosh, you know what I learned? I never thought about. It. She was like, oh, I mean, either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel pretty blessed because I just knowing that things are normal with other parents and that they're going through the same things brings me comfort. So I can't imagine, I feel I would be lost without our peps group. Uh, Mostly because I I don't have a lot of friends in the area, the Seattle area that mm -hmm. have kids. And I feel like this is very 
new to Jason and I. So to not have that parent support of other people, I I know I wouldn't have done very well. Yeah, no, I I don't think me either. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It made a world of difference. Yeah. And I definitely found it was nice to um, connect with other dads too. Um, I -hmm. definitely felt an affinity for Mark because someone who also stayed home uh, for a good chunk of time to take care of the baby. Mm -hmm. Um, It is really hard to kind of find that resource or just like, it's unfortunately still relatively rare to have like a, a the dad stay at home for any chunk of time as a, as the primary caregiver. Mm-hmm. So I felt, it felt very isolating. So I was glad that yeah. um, even within our peps group, there were a couple of dads that did, did that. So it was really nice to commiserate or just. Yeah. I thought that was cool too. And kind of like really lucky that there were a few like, so you and then Mark and also wasn't there someone else? Uh, well, Dane and Kirsten took it off at the same time, same time. but okay. da- Dave and then Dave. Yeah. 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 So like a lot out of, you know, a small sample size. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. I was, I think that Mark likewise just really enjoyed connecting with other dads and got a lot of, a lot out of, you know, building these relationships with you guys. And then also just, mm-hmm. especially in the beginning, like seeing you interact with the baby and because I think, and, and I would feel the same, like just seeing how people were interacting with their babies was like, you just learn by watching like, mm. oh yeah, they're, you know, feel just as awkward as we do singing this weird song. <laughs> yeah. Um, so awkward. Or we're yeah, first... we're just trying to learn how to hold a baby, right? Yes. <laughs> or like, why is my baby crying? Like, please be quiet. <laughs> oh Wes was like oh he just wanted to be a part of the party and he had a lot to say he was I felt like he was always crying every pets <laughs> meeting he and was there were, there were times yeah. and I just was like is it just me or like... hey, I don't know he's a special baby <laughs> I know and it's sad because he'd, he'd be fairly quiet at home and right. then it was like as soon as we got to pets and still to this day like I feel he did a little better. The we had a reunion meeting a, a few days ago, uh-huh. and he did better this great. time. Yeah. yeah, but it was the afternoon. He's just he's just not an evening baby. No, yeah, that's that was tough. Always, always the the peps meetups in the evening. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I have a question for you about um, that. Uh, I think both you and Ellie will have some common ground about just returning to work and kind of the challenges of that. Because so, when did you go back to working? And did you go back full time? And how was that transition for you? So I went back to work full time in early September. So after, or maybe it was late August, it was after about 14 weeks. Mm-hmm. And gosh, now I'm trying to remember, did I go full time? I think I went full time. Yeah, thanks, Allison. Yeah. No, um, I, I remember talking to you right, about it. I went back full time, but I only, I, I was home two days a week. Yeah, that's right. So, um, and I think the first week I just went in like three days or worked three days or something. But anyways, um, yeah, it was hard. Well, I think it was harder preparing myself for it than actually doing it. Right. I mean, like as with most, most things in life. Um, and when I went back, of course, it's like everyone says, like you're actually, it's fun to be back in the office and feel like you have some independence and, you know, you're using your brain again and um, having fun, you know, and, and good adult interaction mm-hmm. um, and talking to someone other than Mark. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because Mark was not working either yeah. really uh. over the summer. So like we were just, together constantly (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) which was great because you know we shared the load and Mm -hmm. you know spent a lot of really good quality time together um but you know it's like cabin fever a little bit too Mm -hmm. yeah um so yeah it was hard um I think 
you know, it's hard for me because it's like I have good a good work situation. Situation. I like work, but you know, if I had my choice, I think I probably would not work. And so that's just hard. That's still hard. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, financially, it just doesn't. You know, that doesn't easy, work yeah. out, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, at least I'm. You know, I feel like I'm in a good environment, and I have a pretty flexible schedule, and I'm not overly stressed or overly worked. Um, you know, and I feel like I'm doing good work and all of those things. So, but yeah, I mean, I, so I think that it's been good. I think that there's a lot of, so I try to stay focused on the positive. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It was hard though in the beginning, for sure. I was just like hard to be away from Heidi. Like I just, you know, think about her all day long and, um, but, you know, she's in good hands with mm-hmm. either Mark or she's in, you know, a, a child care with, in a nanny share. And that's a good situation. And, uh, you know, she's super healthy and happy. So, you know, I don't have a lot to complain about. And I think the other thing that made it easy for me to be at work is um, I, and it's like one of these logistical things that doesn't seem like a big deal, but it really was for me, is that I can pump in my office Mm, um so I just close the door and pump whenever I need to so I didn't have to because I know that's just a big challenge and can be a stressful part of going back to work for a lot of women who are breastfeeding um I know for you for Allison yeah I pump in a storage closet and it's not heated it's not okay yeah (laughs) so it'd be always really cold so it'd be kind of like a challenge to figure out how to stay covered and pump at the same time uh, and have your chair amongst a pile of paper towels and toilet paper and cleaner items <laughs> and just, and someone like knocking on the door. Oh, I need to get this. Can I just like pop in real quick? And I'm like, Oh, okay. no, like, let me, <laughs> let me cover up. <laughs> oh man. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, it's, I, the sacrifices I we make. Yeah. And I'm pretty close with all of my coworkers. So that's good. Uh, it's, it's it wasn't too difficult at all, but for for me, I'll, I'll admit I did not miss Wes that much. I <laughs> I was fine leaving like, him behind with Jason and mm-hmm. and going back to work. Uh, for me, my challenge was that I I as a veterinarian do a lot of care. So it's how can I care for this pet? How can I care for this client? And uh, make them better, make them more healthy. And so my work's involved a lot of that caring. And so when I got home, I just felt depleted of my mm. caring energy and the transition from work and that type of care to coming home and trying to be a mother and a wife. It was just... I don't know why it was so hard, but it was just really hard and exhausting. Yeah. Uh, and I, I feel I'm much better at it now, and I've trans- transitioned and got more accustomed to it. But it, it was, it felt like working two full time jobs at the same time and not feeling like you had enough time or energy to do either adequately. Uh, and my coworkers definitely suffered. <laughs> Because uh, I just couldn't do as much as I used to. And and then I felt guilty that I couldn't right. be the worker I once was or be a stay-at-home mom and put all that energy and caring into my son. So I just felt so split. Yeah, I hear you on that. Like, it's like you feel like you're not doing a good job in either place. Yeah. Or the best you could be doing. Yeah. Because you are split. You are split. (laughs) And then there's this, in our culture right now, it's be a full-time worker and be great at your job and have it all. But then also you need to be an amazing mom and do all these things as a mom. And then... Mm -hmm it's just a lot to live up to. And I feel like no matter how good I was at any one thing, it, it always felt like I was 
behind and not doing enough. And, and then that made me feel anxious and caused a lot of issues and problems, uh, which I was able to work through and it's a, it's much better now, but I think that's, that was really rough going back to work and dealing with all that. Yeah. I remember talking to you in those like early days, we were both going back and we were mm-hmm. both like, Oh man, this is hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember just commiserating. Yeah. <laughs> but it's gotten better. Yeah. It definitely has gotten a lot better. Yeah. It's I- good. I found that balance. Yeah. And now I feel like I have a better balance. Like I am more motivated to get more done more efficiently mm-hmm. at work. Mm-hmm. So I can yeah. just kind of get out of there and like feel like I can end the day and leave yeah. it at work. Yeah. Um, I know. I don't feel as guilty when I'm like, I'm out guys. I'm going yep. home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> feels, feels good now to leave work behind. I mean, Jason had his maternity leave or paternity yeah. leave. And what about you going back? Did Jason? you have a similar uh yeah it was it was a little weird um and i think did we ever talk about well anyway yeah so i returned in november and which for my work was a really busy time so like there was no like welcome back jason or or you know like these are all the things you missed it was just like here's all the work that's been kind of piling up while you've been out because um I didn't have like someone formally replacing me while i was there just the rest of my team kind of filled in and picked up where they could. Um, so I basically just kind of muddled in and moseyed in as, as best as I could and kind of powered my way through very sleepily. Yeah. Um, so You seemed exhausted those first few weeks. It was hard. It was one of the, um, not the busier times for like my industry, but for my specific role, it was uh, kind of the peak point. So it was hard to do that, and um, one of my team members was also getting ready to go on her maternity leave, so it was like both me coming back, trying to pick everything up, and then also trying to figure out a plan for this um, staff member of mine to to do that. So it was, it was really hard. Um, my job in general has a lot of nights and evening and crazy hour type responsibilities. Um, I do um, credit my boss to being very supportive of like reducing that as much as possible so that I, you know, had a more traditional 40-hour week, which was great. But it, it's hard. It's hard to um, not be available to your team in kind of that way or, or to feel bad about, yeah, just like saying like, oh, I, I need to go home and everyone, some, someone else needs to work late because I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really hard um, to do. It was hard to function on a lot less sleep than I was used to. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, yeah can we talk about that for a second because yes. i think that was it's the hardest part about being at work it's yeah. like sleep, sleep deprived and like it's all i can sometimes talk about and i have to hold my tongue like i have to like people don't want to hear about this <laughs> yeah well the, our avid but like you do these check-ins set, yeah. i don't know what your you know work structure is but we ha- i have like a million meetings mm-hmm. and i feel like so in my position i'm I Tell facilitate us what you do for a living, yes. Right. So I officially am the director of business development for an association management company. So mm-hmm. we provide like back office administrative support and marketing, event management, and executive services and bookkeeping to about twenty-eight national and regional um, professional and trade associations. So I work with I kind of oversee both the event team and the marketing team and one of the kind of client services teams Mm -hmm. um and so I'm in these team meetings like all week (laughs) and like at the beginning of every meeting at most of our meetings is like a check-in like how's it going Mm -hmm. and a lot of it's like people say like you know how's it going here how's it going there and (laughs) It's like my check-ins would be the same every single, they still are. I feel like, <laughs> well, Heidi, you know, Heidi only woke up twice last night. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And yeah, I just like, I try to think of other things to talk about because <laughs> it's yeah. a given now that like, I just am sleep deprived. I, I have to say that, um, yes, and definitely like meetings, I feel like were the most painful for me just because like, Inherently, I don't like a lot of meetings. Um, as someone who just likes very efficient type things, and sometimes meetings are not those type of modes. So 
yes, I, I had to like really focus, especially like we had a lot of like as soon as you got to work meetings, so like eight a.m. Or mm -hmm. I'm just like you're just really trying That's to focus, rough. and you're like, oh, we're gonna get through this meeting. Yes, and Jason has definitely said he's fallen asleep a few times. Have you fallen asleep in meetings? I I don't think so. I just I I don't know that I can answer that definitively. <laughs> I I think. I'm so glad I don't have meetings on a regular basis because I would promise you that I would fall asleep in every single one of them. I cannot, I would not be able to stay awake. <laughs> oh, I, I will say what has been nice in terms of having a baby. I, I know, Allison, you m remarked on a previous podcast how when you were visibly pregnant, like everyone was really nice to you. Yes. I will say that a lot, I'm in, a, in the education industry, so I, I deal with a lot of um, high school students, but also their parents. So just by virtue of saying like, oh, well, forgive me if I have a little spacey or I look a little sleepy, you know, I've got, you know, um, X month old, you know, six month old or something like that. So since they're all parents, they're like, oh, and they're like, how old is he? And they're like, oh, it'll get better. So that has bought me a lot of um, a slack, slack or gra yes. a yep. lot of grace. A lot of forgiveness. <laughs> That little secret parent not like yes <laughs> yep i know i i feel like there's been a couple moments of my life where um uh something has come to pass and i've entered into what felt like a new club or rite of passage in life and the first time was when i turned 21 and suddenly could go into bars and i was like ah i'm part of this like over 21 club now and i can participate in these activities and I feel like the big second moment was when I had a kid and suddenly I entered this like parent club where I could connect with other parents so easily. Yeah. All of a like sudden. no matter what. Yeah. And I feel like I go to a coffee shop with, with Wes and we sit down and I feel like within minutes, someone sitting next to me will be like, oh, how old is he? And strike up a conversation. I had a mm -hmm. woman walking. I was inside a coffee shop. And she was walking outside on the street. She came in to talk to me about Wes and kids. And, <sighs> and I've just never in Seattle, never had so much connection with strangers where it, 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 I feel like I'm entering into the secret world of parenting where almost everyone else is a member, but I just never knew it existed before. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Totally. Like and you just don't get it. And yeah. I and and then things like you didn't get one before you had kids and now you totally get like the bedtime, yeah. the yeah. just the strict need to be home for bedtime. Yeah. Like I would be like, What? I mean, like it's just one night you can stay a little later and have yeah. dinner, you know. And they would be like, you know, other parents if they had like a toddler, is it, nope, <laughs> cut it off, we gotta go home. Yeah. And I never understood and now I'm like, Yeah, there's no way. Yeah. There is not, I can't think of a lot of reasons why I would ever <laughs> I feel stay, we could fill a podcast with all the things <laughs> right. you don't understand until you have kids. Yeah. And I always hated when I didn't have children. I always hated when people said that because I was like, oh, I, you know, like I can sympathize. I can get it. But you don't. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm on the other side, and it's very condescending to say that, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just that low level of exhaustion is, is hard or... I think, and I've told this anecdote a lot, it's, it's, it's also like, even if you can secure like childcare or like, you know, if Mark's staying home or something like that, if you go out drinking, A, first you're staying out late, so you're cutting into like existing minimal sleep time. And then if you have too much to drink, like taking care of a baby when you're hungover is one of the worst things in the world. The worst. The worst. Yeah. Oh, or getting up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Oh, usually I'm still drunk because I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. Still... Hey, it's a baby. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but yeah, yes. don't drop Just the baby. Yeah, so bad. <laughs> Jason have and I have this bet of who's going to drop the baby first, mm. and neither one of us have dropped the baby yet, and we have one more month to get through before 
Wait, what's the bet? What do you well, do bet on? It's who who's going to drop the baby first. Oh, so yeah. you both win if you can go in yeah. one of the month. Yes. I, then I feel like are you guys going to celebrate? Deserve, I know, yeah, you both something. deserve a prize. A cake or something. Yeah, well, we can definitely <laughs> we can yeah. do something in Texas if we make it because that will be yeah. a good day. Yeah. My mom does tell me the story of when I was like a baby or a toddler um, and I was in a grocery cart, uh, the shopping cart. Um, oh yeah she was in the parking lot and then it it like rolled and it tipped over <laughs> oh, oh my gosh oh no so that was so traumatic <laughs> that like she's told me that story enough that i clearly remember her telling that story multiple times <laughs> so and i turned out okay yeah <laughs> i fell out of a boat like a speed boat but when it was on the you know parked in the gravel oh, okay. yeah yeah Wait, I also I was... fell off a boat when I was younger. <laughs> Although I was I was twelve, so uh, <laughs> no, I was like one and a half. I think. Oh, oh, that's a little scary. Yeah, off, like the front of a boat. Yeah. Were you but... wearing your like your proper like life vest? Were you? No, guys. It was when it was parked on land. <laughs> oh, on land. Sorry. <laughs> like, it's a whole different to... story oh, here. Okay. No, it was bad. It was... Like I fell on my oh, head, my like in the gravel. <laughs> I know I turned out just fine <laughs> that's, that's great that does sound scary that's oh. why I'm so you know I'm daring I've always uh-huh. been had a little daredevil streak in mm-hmm. me that's good <laughs> jumping off boats yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well we're hitting an hour, close to an hour so do you have any last questions for us oh I didn't prepare any questions this has been so fun. Um, yeah. yeah, no, thanks for, for sharing with me and for our pleasure. Well, um, yeah. I am upgrading some of my equipment. So um, if there is ever a magical time where all four of us are here mm-hmm. and the babies are, I don't even know what they would be doing. Um, we can sit down and do a four-person podcast. Yeah, so. it would be great. Yeah, Mark. Yeah. yeah, I told Mark I was doing this and I was like, well, maybe you should play conference. And he's like, well, maybe next time. So, <laughs> yeah, totally. And and one last great. question for you. I feel like I should have asked at the very beginning. What kind of wine are you drinking during this podcast? I think I'm drinking a Pinot Gris. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's from, you know, Columbia Valley. Excellent. And it's definitely, you know, from Costco. I will confess that <laughs> the half bottle of Pinot Gris you and Mark left behind the other day. Jason and I definitely enjoyed the oh, next night. <laughs> I think it might be that same wine. Oh, oh, it, was, it was very good. Yeah. Nice. Also, would you like to tell the I'm listeners? I'm glad you what? enjoyed. Uh, we are drinking a Sauvignon Blanc from my new wine club. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Fancy wine club. You know what I'm looking forward to most? Mm-hmm. Maybe like as the next, I don't know. You know, these milestones we look yes. forward to. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe Heidi will walk soon. But really, <laughs> eventually I'll stop breastfeeding and I'll be able to drink, like, guilt-free. Uh, It'll be fun. Uh, but that's for another episode. Well, confession, I stopped feeling guilty about it a long time oh, ago. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I still drink on the daily. I'm just saying. <laughs> feeling guilty and I about drink, it. And I drink throughout my pregnancy. I mean... Mm-hmm a little bit so yeah. it's I'm not guilty I'm just like you know what I mean I have to like You'd, watch yeah. it a little bit mm-hmm. and, right so anyways yeah. <laughs> great well thanks thank you guys you, thank you again yeah. um, and we will be in touch about um, when this episode will uh, be edited together and go live but thanks again Lindsay really appreciate it yeah you're welcome thanks for having me yeah have Cheers. a great night <laughs> you too good night Bye.